Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of Hard Factor, presented by the Barstool News Network. It is episode number 583. It is Tuesday, December 15th, 2020, and uh, we got a full house. I'm Will. We got Pat, Mark, and Wes, and boys, it's official. Joe Biden won the Electoral College vote, uh, so not sure why people thought it wasn't going to happen that way necessarily, but it did, as expected. And also, uh, Bill Barr, AG Bill Barr, he's just going on vacation, not coming back, so... That's all. I think he got fired. What happened? What happened there? Yeah, he's like, I'm going on vacation, and Trump was like, he's been a great attorney general. I think if he hadn't gone on vacation, he would have been sent on vacation. You know what I mean? Right. Give him the option. Some people do this when they're like either you know retiring or leaving. Not us. Not even when Barstool asks us asks us to leave. We're not even leaving a day early. We're going all the, way, all, the way, no. all the way to the December 31st. But some people take like their last two weeks vacation, just kind of use it as early retirement, early firing. Um, I think that's what Bill Barr did. <laughs> I wish we would have yeah. taken like one week. <laughs> like maybe two weeks would have been nice. Yeah, Wes, Wes is regretting us not we taking any, any time off. Yeah, I, I was licking my lips a little bit and then it was like, hey, can we come back? No, nah, Wes, no, no days, days off. off. No days off. Absolutely Wes. no days off. We're going to be with you all holiday immediately after the whole thing. We're not stopping. Uh, also, uh, you know, no surprise there on the Bill Barr and the Electoral College stuff, I don't think. Um, uh, also, no updates. Here's another not surprising thing. No updates on the stimulus bill. They didn't actually release the details because Congress isn't real. It's not a real thing. I was about Just to do a, a full story on that yesterday, so I'm glad I didn't. It was like yeah, good a thing you did. Hypothetical. It, this is what's going to be in the package. Uh, and uh, they, yeah, hypothetically, re- really, they just didn't say anything. Nothing. Now they're like, oh, yeah. the price tag changes, maybe. Uh, but one cool thing that's political, we don't really have many political stories that we're covering, so we're covering at the top. Julian Assange maybe getting pardoned, maybe Edward Snowden pardons, pardons. I'm ready for the pardons. So. Like, I want to see everyone, everyone can get behind a good pardoning, right? It's a happy for guys that are unjustly jailed. Yeah. Like heroes right. like Snowden and Assange. Yeah. I think those. Well, guys. I, mean, I just want to see who gets pardoned. I'm I think I'm hoping for Lil Wayne, too. Maybe, you know, just is Wheezy still in jail. Some, he's got some weapons charges. Uh, he's that are stacked up against oh, him unfairly, of course, unfairly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that he deserves You've got to carry a gun when you're worth 100 million. That's but what Wheezy thinks. So that's what they say. And because he carry little... carry it with you in cash. Oh, like 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 you can buy your way out. No, I'm saying you got the hundred million on you in cash. You need to. No, I'm saying it's fucking stupid for rich guys to get bested on weapons charges. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying. Stupid. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, it is. 
Well, it's like getting a DUI when you're so rich that you have a driver, but you got you drove. Similar. Mm-hmm. We're talking the about the Birdman's son here. Okay, so he needs he needs a little protection. Okay, moving right along, a little inside baseball, checking out how the sausage is made. Uh, shout out to Matt Brown at Spotify for getting us uh, set up with the transfer. We're going to be uh, we figured out our platform, what we're transferring the podcast to from uh, uh, Mikey Podcasts at Barstool. He's going to help us transfer over uh, to the new platform Anchor, uh, which is part of Spotify um, with their help and uh, some of our existing sponsors coming with us. And we're moving to a new sales team in Texas. We're going to get uh, the show flowing for good. No breaks for Wes, unfortunately. So, Just going to be going no straight through the holidays and the new year. If I were Would an – this was – okay. If I were a listener at home, I'd be saying, wait a minute. Uh, is the show only going to be available on Spotify, Will? That's what I would be saying. Oh, no. Everywhere. Oh, no, no. Everywhere. Not an exclusive deal. We're going to be available wherever podcasts are free still. Uh, Spotify uh, being a good option, but also iTunes, uh, Google Podcasts, but wherever you get it. the important thing is we have Ad Reads Day 1, which is awesome. Correct. So so we had to get our sales lined up, and we've got a combination of folks who are helping us out. Uh, and it's all going to be basically Texas-based, uh, just like Tesla and some of the other companies Mark's going to talk about in a little bit. We're Texas-based now. Texas. Lone Star Podcast. Uh, we, Except we may for be you, all over Will, the country. who's in Reno. Well, you're going to be in New Jersey, my friend, but the business will still be based in the great state of Texas. So get your right. boots. So. Yeah. Lone Star. Mm. So, yeah. Anyways, we're Texas, too, now. So uh, congratulations to you, really, because your uh, your bullishness as Hard Ohio uh, people got a sponsor to join and, and salespeople to want to want to work with us. So That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. A hundred percent. Thank you. Uh, the listener yeah. uh, responsible for all of this. So. Um, yeah, but that's great because we need to keep it going. We know that, uh, nobody wants the news to stop. The news isn't going to stop. So my wife likes keep, nice things. You know? We just got to keep going. <laughs> no- <laughs> got a couple expected fathers. So good job. Good job. You guys looks like everyone's going to eat in 2021. So yeah, let's uh, make sure that our, our babies are clothed. Yeah. So we'll keep that going. I'm not going to do that. Well, you know, only when you need it to be right. Yeah. When like, it goes out in public, but right in, in the home. Inside is it going to be a totally nude home? Uh, it's in its ter- when it's in its uh, in its terrarium. It's it's going to be nude. <laughs> well, I think I think Will was saying like the, everyone in the house. Totally I'm saying nude. is it going to be a nude? No, no do, like, I wear clothes around the house. Deal. No, I wear clothes around the house. So to escape. But I'm okay. saying I'm saying the baby's natural habitat. He's he's he or she's going to be nude there when they're in that. You should make the baby ask for clothes. When it can ask for clothes, it gets. That's clothes. when it gets it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how Pat like because uh, you know he's got a captive audience with the baby for for so I want to see if he can grow that you know commune style. We like, should get. Uh, do you, are you, will you have the, the kid turn like the uh, recruiting around members? the camera? Can we get a twenty four seven of of Pat parenting? Yeah, that, yeah. I'll get you. I'll get you a stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want Thank a stream? You. I'll get you a stream. Yeah. All right, guys, let's get in the news. Uh, yes. Is the quickest route for Pat to become a commune leader going to be like be- creating the new Boy Scouts? You make your own. That's what I say. Guys, yes, yesterday yeah. a nurse at Queens Hospital named Sandra Lindsay, S-A-Y, was the first person in the Estados Unidos to get a COVID vaccine outside of the trials, of course. So uh, fuck a yes for that. Uh, Sandra, who identifies as a black woman, uh, but before you go saying she's black, you need to know that she's from Jamaica. So take that for what it is. Uh, anyway, whether Kamala Harris or Ka- Kamala Harris and Sandra meet your criteria for a black American or not, you have to admit this is pretty fucking cool. Uh, actually, 
now that I think about it, those same people that are the ones who are afraid to take this government mind control serum are the same people that, okay. It's pretty cool. It's huh? pretty what? cool. What, what I'm saying is that, that, that whole thing what, was weird. A lot, was of people, a lot of people were saying that Kamala Harris isn't black because she's from Jamaica. And uh-huh. I thought that was bullshit. And this she's lady's half black, black and from she's, Jamaica. She's half black. It's and a half whole Indian. thing. It's a whole but what thing. Is the, are you saying? I, just I let's just move on. The vaccine was uh, the Pfizer <laughs> BioNTech, uh, which was authorized by the FDA last week. Uh, and Sandra Lindsay was quoted as saying, ow, after receiving the injection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Followed by, quote, I feel yeah. hopeful today. That's what she actually said. So I believe Jamaica was settled by Africans. Is that is that correct? Hey, take it take it up with I the conspiracy theorists. I, I don't, don't know. get what you're doing. I don't get what you're doing there. But I liked the what Aljo. You don't <laughs> remember when people were like, "She's not black because she's from Jamaica." You don't remember that whole thing. But then you were saying something about people not wanting to take the vaccine. Well, the same that. people that questioned Kamala Harris's blackness are the, are the same people that are going to be afraid of the government mind control vaccine. That's what well, I'm are, is it? I feel uh, like the the afraidness of the vaccine seems to be spanning all parties. Uh, what I've noticed. Was, yeah, yeah, well, seems- a, a lot of people were saying that they were, or a lot of theorists were saying that they were. The general fear of the vaccine was related to. Uh, Trump being in office and people feeling like they were Trump, the Trump administration was going to rush it out to win the election or something. So we got to see where the vaccine lies, uh, fear lies after that. Now that I'm very I'm, interested to see uh, some stats, some data, and some some uh, internet commentary uh, in early 2021 on people once the vaccine is available to them. I want to see what's how it's going to go down. Right, and, and we're going to get into that, guys. Albert Baril, Barula Borla, Albert Borla, Pfizer CEO. Said by year end, they will have manufactured 50 million doses, half of which will go to the U.S., uh, with the remaining doses going uh, out globally, to which I say, where's your patriotism, Albert? What's that about? Yeah. We should have kept at least at least 75 percent of those vaccines. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they've surprised sold a little bit. to That's true. Uh, Like we can't buy them. Just saying. I thought Pfizer was an American country. What a company. What are they doing? (laughs) Hey, we'll sell yeah, guns. I mean, we'll sell guns to anyone. We'll sell vaccines to anyone. You know what I mean? Right. I think that's the beauty of America, right? Is that we allow our com- companies to sell to other countries. I yeah. don't know about that. We went we over this the, with the whole mask. We got to save the world, Pat. And if we don't save the world, the world economy will collapse, right? So uh, I'd say bump it to sixty percent. Maybe but- the government should just take over Pfizer, though, and then they would just be the USA vaccine company, and it would all go to the USA. I love that. I like that idea. Mm-hmm. There yeah, we go. That's progressive. Uh, guys, vaccinations right. Yeah, right. also occurred in North Carolina, Rhode Island, Florida, Ohio, and other states. A total of 145 sites will receive vaccines uh, or received vaccines yesterday, uh, 125 on Tuesday and 66 on Wednesday. Uh, it's looking like in this order, ancient olds in nursing homes and frontliners will get it first, followed by AARP olds, super fatties and wheezies. Uh, and then that's going to be followed up by the insulin junkies. Then will come the regular fatties and the general boomers. Uh, yeah. So that's pretty much the order in which you're going to get them. And what month are we done with that when the when the all boomers are are, are there? I'm guessing probably June is my guess. Uh, we'll see. Well, I mean, the, why would that be? So how well, how, how how many how many guys, Modernas? That's you got Big Albert. No, that's fucking... consistent. That's consistent with uh, what they've been saying is May to June at a happy path for for the healthy youngs. Yeah, yeah, for everybody. Right? For everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, yeah, and to put that perspective, so 50 million doses, uh, half of which will go to the U.S. That's 25 million doses, which means only that's 12 and a half million people because it's two doses per vax to effectively eradicate or uh, inoculate from the virus. So. 
Um, yeah, you got to divide in half, guys. You've been, sharp on, you've been sharp on that math this week. Good point. Well, big math guy over here, uh, guys. Current numbers are 16.5 million cases in the Estados Unidos, 300,000 dead. Let's take it to the internet. Donald J. Trump says, first vaccine administrated, administered. Congratulations, USA. Congratulations, world. Uh, pretty good. <laughs> nice. Pretty good. Except for you, China. I don't know if he hit the character limit there or what, but he should have said that. Except for you, China. Not yeah. congratulations. Pr- to congratulations, you. world. Except for you, China. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> when does Jamaica get it? Well, we don't know. Well, this woman no. from Jamaica, she's technically American. Well, I don't mm-hmm. want to get into it. Uh, Jamaica's going to get it. it. <laughs> Jamaica's going to get it. Who else has got the vaccine? Is it just Pfizer so far? Uh, or Pfizer's there... the one that went out. Moderna's I know Russia has week. Sputnik V or whatever. But... Well, I heard Pfizer was distributing it in the UK a couple weeks ago. So that 50 million doses, I wonder, I guess that whatever was apportioned to the UK was already, has already been. The UK distributed. did get it. They already started distributing it. Yeah. 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 And apparently it's going well over there. So that's really yeah. pretty cool. But guys, for it to work. We all got to take it. If only half so, the population takes it, it don't work. So far, zero tails and zero horns. Well, I think if it's 95% accurate, we only I mean, like, it we works like for you if you take it. So why don't you yeah. just take don't, that yeah. information and then make your doctors. I'm going to assume at least at least the 50 to 60% of people that needed to take it took it. I'm just going to take mine and then and live, right. live footloose and fancy You can free just again. not worry about the rest of it and know that it works for you. If I'm going to put it, this all in my hindsight we'll, mirror. There are as certain people that can't take it, people that are allergic to it. So those are the people that are really at risk if not everyone takes it, just to mm. be clear. Can I wear a ma- Can I stop wearing my mask once I take it? They're not I recommending so. that you do that. They're I recommending so. that you continue to wear your mask afterwards. I'm absolutely ripping the mask off second one second from the vaccine. No, well, no, no. Immediately. Oh, For a first vaccine, I'm feeling yeah. pretty safe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I, I don't want to be done. You're going to get the vaccine, and then you're not, and then you're and then you're going to go I'll, around. I'll, I'm going to start shaking hands and hugging, kissing base. Yeah, of course. Again. You're going back and, to and regular yeah. life. Completely. That's the whole point of getting the vaccine. Yeah, yeah. You work. Why would you? Well, I don't understand that part. No. They're going to give you a wristband that says, "Hey, you're vaccinated." June 2021. I'm kissing, I'm kissing everyone in the streets. Well, All right, what's the scariest thing? Oh, go ahead, Pat. You well, me. last thing. There's no plan, by the way, to identify who's been vaxxed or not. Yeah, uh, I'm going to get a vaccinated yeah. wristband. It's going to be a fucking mess, guys. It's going to be a Here fucking go. Check it out. goddamn mess for the next six months. But thank God the vax is, is on the way. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. It's here. It's a good it's thing. Arrived. It's here. What's the scariest thing you guys have ever found inside your house, animal or creature-wise? A bird. A bird? Okay. It's not that scary. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Is it like a... You ever had a bird in your house? You ever had a bird in a small room? Yes. Uh, po- possums. possums. Birds are annoying. Possums are gross. Wes, you got any scary ones? Nah, just just like a mouse or something. Yeah, I've talked about mine uh, on this show. I think a few years ago, I found it, there was a giant spider in my couch, and that scared me stiff. Like, I couldn't move. Um, a scorpion. Also, I found a scorpion in my house one time. That's a, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, pretty. That's, that's freaky. Yeah. Also, my wife, my wife got freaked out one night over a year ago when we were doing the podcast in Hard Factor Studio Number 1, Wes's Garage, and I got uh, a call right when we were about to start to come home immediately because there was a snake in, in our bathroom. And uh, Wes tossed me the eight iron and Pat hopped in the car with me <laughs> and we, we went over to go kill that thing, which turned out to be just a tiny little baby snake. And uh, she sees a bigger snake in the bedroom. So I'm not so sure what the fuss was about. Similar girth, though. <laughs> yeah, similar girth. <laughs> I wonder what Mark's dick looks like. I don't want to scare him. Yeah, come on over, Wes. I think we're at that level of friendship. You, you can get a glance. Just uh, let me see it. You can yeah. get a quick glance. Well, in Thailand, 
someone had to deal with this uh, if you can show the video bubba and it's pretty scary uh <laughs> charles sent us this story about how 35 year old nope powin found oh. an eight foot python hanging from the bathroom ceiling of the restaurant he worked in and uh he probably yelled his name while running out of the bathroom yeah. that's why they call him nope convenient uh, lord <laughs> nope uh, mm-hmm. So that's terrifying, right? Uh, it's hard to tell from that image, but the, the large python hulked oh. through the ceiling with its face because uh, cre- it was so strong that it created a snake hole in the ceiling, and it just used that as a vent to get in and out of because when Powen returned to the bathroom with weapons and a new pair of pants, the snake was gone and has not returned. He did the exact move you guys did. Well, except it was a phone call instead of a – he found it himself and then went back with the weapons. Exactly. Field the phone call, then head for the snake. Correct. And when I got back home, I saw the little snake and it went back through its hole and we never saw it again. So it's the same thing, except this was a, a seven inch snake versus a 19 or a nine foot python. Um, so I, I, part of me is like when you see the snake, you don't want to like you don't want to be too close to it, but you don't want to let it out of your sight because it, as scary as it is to see it there, it's way scarier to not know where it is. Yeah. What are you going to do? It's way python. scarier to not know where it is. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Way, well, it's, it's way scarier to not know what it it's is. It's in the ceiling. How would you have taken it out? Well, well here's he, here's what he had to do. I would have shot it with my gun if, if it was. Now, that's, a, that's the move. Nope. It's, it's indoors because you'd, you'd shoot through the walls. And stuff. Nope is a bit of a coward and not a very skilled man. And he said, I need the local snake catchers to come and find it. Uh, but nobody has been yet. I'm scared the snake could come back and attack on account of it being a snake and all. Um, so, yeah. yeah so, I mean. Uh, what is he going to do? Like again, Nope isn't going to do anything when this snake comes to the ceiling. He's so just I'm not. not sure. He's not. He's not going to use the restroom at a shop. Right. Anymore. He's just going to go. He's going to poop somewhere else. Oh, There's it was in the duct tape on that hole. Not it the kitchen. In, it was in the. Uh, did I say the kitchen? It was the bathroom. Oh, okay. Restroom. I might have misheard. Wow. Yeah. He was so shit. Terrifying. Snake comes to the ceiling, ceiling of the bathroom, which is yeah. terrifying. He's um, playing so- Angry Birds, and he looks up. And that's yeah, not good. <laughs> Drop uh, your South, phone in the toilet situation. <laughs> Southeast Asia has a history of python attacks, so it may be a good call here on, on Nope wanting to get the experts. In 2018, a 23-foot reticulated python reportedly squeezed a woman to death in Indonesia, then swallowed her whole and dissolved her body slowly over the course of several months in what has to be a top 10 worst way to die, slowly turning into snake poop and, sh- and shredded uh, shedded mm-hmm. snake skin. That's mm-hmm. turning into part of the snake. That How long do you live inside a python body? A lot. A long time, I think. Well, I think it squeezed her to death, luckily, but I think you would be, you'd be in there for a couple of weeks. Just Your soul's definitely trapped in there. I don't yeah. know if it's like an urban legend or whatever, but they say that like places where these snakes exist, when there's like, you know, high populations, people like people get drunk and they pass out and they get eaten by these things because they just. Yeah, get... I think a lot of them are urban legends. That's why they yeah. singled out this one with the lady. And yeah. then this September, guys, just a few months ago, a Thai teen was bitten the penis by a python. If you want to put that picture up uh, while he was on the can. So he, oh, went, he oh, was that his blood. Pe- oh, that's fuck. his penis blood. blood. That's his penis blood. Coming oh. out of his dick there we actually covered that one bite. on the show. Uh, snakes in the toilet or bathroom in general, instant fear situations. I think he shit, him, shit himself a little bit too. Thanks for that story. I'd Charles. be mad too. If I was living in the toilet, you know? Yeah. It went, it's the first thing it saw. Yeah. It yeah. That's tough. That makes me really like, now I'm worried about the bathroom. Now. Yep. That's that's right. the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So uh, think about something else. And it's something pretty good. Uh, it's from the it's from the Midwest, fellas. It's a 
fine. We're gonna t- it's a we're talking uh, Midwestern delicacies, fair Midwestern food. But before we take it to Wisconsin, I wanted to make a stop in neighboring Michigan, where GOP Representative Paul Mitchell tell- told Jake Tapper on CNN that he is leaving the Republican Party and will serve as an independent for the rest of his term. "Quote: This election simply confirms for me that it's all about power first, and that frankly is disgusting." And demoralizing. So thank you, Representative Paul Mitchell, for Jeez, showing your bravery. What the, hell did he, what the hell did he think it was about before? Right. Well, he's showing his bravery by leaving the party that's also leaving power, since he clearly doesn't care about power. <laughs> that's <laughs> Rep. Mitchell for you. That's that's the kind of guy he is. Okay. Bad and for now, the Republicans, but great for hair care products. He's going to have more time to focus. That's mm-hmm. right. I'm right. sick of rooting for these juggernaut sports teams. That's why I'm a Chiefs fan these days. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm switching Small market teams. team. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, th- th- that's that from Michigan. Now taking it over to the neighbor. An other state shaped like a glove, Wisconsin, uh, where we've got a story from listener Dennis McElhone about cannibal sandwiches, sometimes called Tiger meat sandwiches. We've got a definition of that. And according to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services, these suckers are bad news. So it's just a tiger meat sandwich, which is raw beef on bread. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) people add onions. You can do white or green, apparently salt and pepper, maybe. But the basic construction is just a a handful of raw beef uh, salt, you know, and then just slap that on your bread. And uh, so sounds delicious. It's like tartar. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like steak tartare. It sounds pretty good. It's steak tartare. So mm-hmm. uh, after doing all the research and uh, reading how so the Wisconsin Department of Health Services is like, you know, sometimes called tiger meat or cannibal sandwiches, many Wisconsin families consider them to be a holiday tradition. But eating them uh, poses a threat of salmonella, E. coli, blah, 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 blah. Never eat any beef not cooked to 160 degrees Fahrenheit, which is bullshit. Uh, but they say that. Uh, and so after I read that, like false it's, statement, acting like it's a raw chicken sandwich. Yep, right. that's I read that false statement. Then I saw the pictures of the tiger meat sandwich, and I saw that that uh, it looks good. Uh, I think <laughs> tiger meat sandwiches is on the menu for me. So me too. Same. Pat, would you eat a tiger meat sandwich? No way, man. No. Why not? Because it's, it's not going to taste as good as a cooked sandwich. Well, you like I mean, steak tartare? If you're on a time budget. Uh no, I'll find the time. Steak tartare, okay. Well, I don't know. Some no, capers. but it's just steak tartare on a piece of bread. I tell you, I'll eat pretty much anything in a sandwich. I, you know, what, you want to hear the sandwich I had today? Yes, yes. I got the Lex Luthor from Ike's, which is the one who warned us not to get as one person. Uh, yeah. Inside the sandwich, there's shredded steak, so like a steak and cheese, and then there's uh, a layer of fried chicken, and then there's a layer of steak fried chicken. And Whoa. then there's mozzarella cheese sticks, and then there's and then there's lettuce, tomato, Did and, two, you finish and that? two different sauces. It's French sauce and like another sauce, like two sauces that go on like salad dressings. Mm. I should How say. How heavy was this thing? I mean, I'm having a tough time breathing right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was it like a five pound sandwich? It was a five pound <laughs> sandwich. I'm having a tough time breathing today. <laughs> well, that's why they call it the Lex Luthor because it'll probably come close to killing you every single time. 
and then you like you, you but you survive somehow. The guy, you, the, the guy, because like, makes you into Superman. The guy was like, "Sir," he shouts and he goes, "There's a lot of fried products on this sandwich, so it's going to take about ten to twelve minutes." <laughs> and then, and then while I was waiting, a cop came in behind me and two other people, and they were like just shouting out the ingredients. He's like, "I don't even know how to make this sandwich." He's like, "You got to put the steak on top of the fried chicken steak, and then the matzo." And it just was so embarrassing. <laughs> how was it? It was really good. It sounds delicious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, speaking I'm fine, of delicious, I'm fine with tiger sandwich. yeah, tiger meat sandwich is great. Speaking of delicious, let's take it uh, to the Hardo Hive uh, at Nick Wisconsin sixteen, longtime uh, longtime listener of of Hard Factor. He says, "My dad used to make these, can- and he called them cannibal sandwiches: ground beef with raw onions, green peppers, salt and pepper." I ask, "Ever get sick?" Did he? And Nick says, "No." So Nick confirms, <laughs> totally safe. I mean, and that's from Wisconsin. That's from a Wisconsinite. Himself, t- safe, hundred yeah. percent. We should have the uh, cannibal sandwich night on the podcast. That's I all. trust Nick. Yeah. All uh, right, Pat, you gonna eat the cannibal? No sandwich? fucking way, bro. On, did, is, did they not discover fire there yet? Like, come on, dude. This is what bullshit. if I added an egg yolk to your beef? I'm literally having hamburgers Ooh. tonight, cooked to 160 right. degrees. You, we can have a Christmas time stream uh, where yeah. we eat these sandwiches. Chris. Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on, uh, guys. Let me ask you a question. What's the most expensive thing or most like meaningful thing you've ever lost or left behind carelessly in your life? Like a, oh, a big big loss. Full of thirteen thousand dollars. I recovered. Thirteen grand. Yeah. Whoa. Nobody's gonna be cash. That. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. You, you won. Don't even. Yeah. You win. We're good. We're good. No chance. Well, you want to explain that a little That's bit? That's like Pat? wedding ring. Uh, I settled a, a show on the road. We made thirteen thousand dollars that night. It was in my backpack. Uh, we celebrated that big win at the bar and uh-huh. left the bag behind. Oh, no. Holy shit. It was taken. I was able to get it back. Thank God. Oh, oh thank God. Wow. St- stressful, stressful 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. I bet. Yeah. Well, that, that beats me, too. Um, okay. Well, still, still, Pat, not as bad as one guy from Germany who left behind a painting worth $340,000 at the check-in counter at the Dusseldorf airport uh, back on November 27th. Um, This unidentified businessman um, who was flying to Tel Aviv was bringing with him this painting, God knows why, by French surrealist Yves Tangai. There's the painting. Wow. Um, uh, Looks like a a dolly, whatever the dolly. Yeah, yeah. Salvador Dali. Yeah, something like that. Um, anyways, I don't know why he's bringing it to Tel Aviv, but he had it wrapped in cardboard, you know, just to safekeeping. And uh, he just left it at the checkout counter. But so the, by the time he landed in Tel Aviv, contacted the airport, painting was gone. Um, yeah. Thrown away by the cleaning crew, allegedly. Um, he thought he was fucked. He gave up, but the man's nephew didn't. He contacted police, got more information, had li- did a little investigative investigation uh work and he found out where the t- dumpster was that this recy- uh that this cleaning uh, company uses the recycling dumpster wow and inside the dumpster was this fucking painting no um, way yeah yeah full um, uh, not ripped like not that's i don't know it, it said like it was mediums I mean, wood yeah oh, it was painted on a wood that's i don't know i don't know if it was no it wasn't it wasn't on wood it was just it, he had it on uh you know cardboard around it so i guess it, yeah, just it, looks like it in there. just wasn't framed it didn't it get compacted yeah. Too bad someone down on their luck didn't find it in the dumpster first. I know. No shit. This guy does not deserve it. it. 
<laughs> yeah, I like, lose my kid before this fucking painting. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. how did he lose this painting? Well, yeah, that's. I was gonna say this guy's so mega rich, he right. just forgot a three hundred fifty thousand dollar painting, just like on the just chilling. It's the equivalent of rolling with the deed to your house. Like if you're like traveling yeah. with the deed to your <laughs> yeah, house, you know, you're gonna be lose, checking constantly to make sure that the deed is still where you put it. <laughs> I and once, it, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, it doesn't look like a Salvador Dali. It looks like a Howard Stern. You showed, like Howard Stern's painting you showed us t- today. Oh, yeah. Holy he's, shit. He's, he's getting real good, good. He's getting pretty real good. good. I was, uh, was going to say, what, the worst loss I had was um, I was, there's a shopping center up from my neighborhood, um, you know, as a kid. And I rode my bike up there to buy my parents something for Christmas. And I had like all the money in, that I had saved up, like probably like, you know, a couple hundred dollars for, you know, probably like an 11 year old. It was a lot of money. And I mm-hmm. called them on the payphone to ask them if they liked um, uh, cappuccinos because I was going to buy them this like a cappuccino machine. That was nice. And I left the fucking my wallet on top of the uh, on top of the, the payphone. And uh, when I went back, it was gone. It was like the worst oh. Christmas ever because all my money was gone. I was crying like a little baby. No one had Ouch. cappuccinos that Christmas. No one had cappuccinos. No one went had to anything. bed early. Yeah, we were tired. Yeah, we were this so is always tired. cash. Cash is so easy to lose, you know, because you're yeah. always like you always got cash in situations where your your brain's going a million miles. But it's minute. also fun to find, you know. It's mm-hmm. fun to find. Right. It's good for the recipient as well. It's bad for you, but it happens yeah. a lot, and so it's good for the recipient. So. You find a, you know, don't take somebody's cash out of their wallet. That's not, I'm not happy. Pay it forward, guys. Hey, uh, the Cleveland Indians have dropped the name Indians after using the name Indians since 1915. You guys hear about this? They dropped Mm -hmm. the name Cleveland because it's too offensive. (laughs) Hey, the mistake by the lake. Guys, the name has been uh, protested by Native Americans' rights groups for years, but the protest really kicked up in the 1970s. Um, Specifically, probably mostly fueled by their racist mascot, Chief Wahoo, Mm. who was the equivalent of a Native American character in a minstrel show. Uh, Bubba, can you put up the the pictures of old Chief Wahoo, the original Chief Wahoo? (laughs) It's almost unbelievable. It's It's like an old-time pancake box. It's very offensive. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like um, like like a cowboys and Indians uh, like book, like a like a you know Wild West book for kids or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. the uh, The logo was first introduced in the late 1930s, um, and a toned down logo where they uh, they they shrunk the nose a little bit, and they literally made the uh, mascot skin red. Happened in 1951. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland Indians owner Paul Dolan said Monday uh, that he quote had an awakening or epiphany after the death of George Floyd which is part of the reason why the team uh, will eventually change the name. Um, they will probably remain the Indians through 2021 until they find a new name. Uh, they're absolutely still selling merch, too. Hope he's telling the truth there, because when uh, the Redskins did that, it turned out Dan Snyder was just trying to bury a sexual assault scandal that <laughs> came out the next week. Uh, right. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll see what happens for the I-words now. I don't this. know, Will, guys, because I don't know, because I did a little research, and, and it seems that the process of awakening that he's speaking about has been a long time coming for this 105 year old name uh, b- beginning <laughs> he said he said you see the problem was uh i i'm colorblind i can't see the color red mm-hmm. i just thought it was a smiley guy with yeah. a large <laughs> nose and great chompers uh i had no idea when i bought the team. no one told me yeah <laughs> but because this this process of awakening again as i said a long time coming and with the 105 year old name uh it, it began way back in uh july of this year according to the team quote since july 
We have conducted an extensive process to learn how our team name affected different constituencies and whether it aligned with our organizational values. Since July, as a result of that process, we've decided you know to move forward is? to change the name. Since July, they had some sponsors threatened to leave. Well, since July, when the uh, R words changed their name or dropped right. their name, is what happened. Yeah, that put, a, that put a lot of people on the clock. We were talking earlier. Do you think the Chiefs and the Braves? Yeah, probably. I mean, you, you'd think like with people with with the Indians going down right after the Redskins, you you would assume. I mean, is there any other like classes of of besides Native Americans? Uh, Florida State. And some of these names aren't aren't necessarily offensive. I, maybe I'm just you know not woke enough, but like I don't think like the Braves is offensive. I think it's like the chop that they do in the stands or whatever else behind it. Maybe a mascot. Well, I think the whole thing is like appropriating the imagery. So I believe that all of it would be like yeah. fall under the same. A lot, of, a lot of the complaint. Uh, I listened to an interview with who, with the Native American who's complaining today. It was like, "Hey, we're the poorest, most underserved, uh, damaged uh, group of people in this country, and calling us the Indians and making billions of dollars off it is not fair." But I, I think that this this reckoning came uh, specifically because of the uh, unbelievably racist mascot that they used for the better part of seventy years. It's pretty bad mascot. Yeah, pretty bad mascot. See, uh, the pressure on the Chiefs and the Braves will be. Uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, <laughs> if there is any. in your face mascot for sure, yeah. guys. Uh, yeah. Taking it to the internet, outgoing. but they haven't used him in a while, right? They they switched over to the 2018. Seat, they did a throwback uh, and they used it against the Astros. Was last Chief Wahoo came back in 2018. Yeah. Well, when they were doing like a throwback uniform <laughs> okay. thing. Gotcha, gotcha. You guys got any favorites on the replacements? I like the spiders. Uh, yeah, spiders is they used to be called the the naps, the buffaloes, some other shit. Who knows? Take it uh, to the internet. The buffaloes, yeah, like like Wes's family yeah, that that Christmas when the, they stole his money, the naps because there was no cappuccino. <laughs> outgoing President Donald Trump, <laughs> uh, take it to the internet, and uh, outgoing President Donald Trump and uh, noted housing discriminist put his two cents in tweeting, "Oh no, what is going on? This is not good news, even for Indians. Cancel culture at work." Uh, speaking for the Indians, and that's that story, guys. Interesting. Good news, guys. No one. Uh, on this show, except, uh, oh, I, I, I can't read. Good news, no one on this show except <laughs> Will, who can gloat and laugh at us. Several more enormous companies are leaving Silicon Valley and elsewhere to come to Texas, and mainly Austin, Texas. Oracle, the cloud computing juggernaut that has 135,000 employees, 135,000 employees. No. Is moving their headquarters yeah. from California to Austin, Texas, probably to avoid state taxes and pay less in rent. Mm -hmm. Oracle is the second largest software making company, I guess, in the in the world. Certainly, the United States, maybe in the world, and the first don't company, they own like half of TikTok now? Or they maybe? own everything. They own a lot yeah. of people. And the first company I will curse at when my landlord asks me for an extra hundred dollars in rent per month in six months. Yeah, because that's coming. But it's not even just Oracle, though. No, they joined Tesla in coming to Austin, Texas. And yeah. Hewlett Packard Enterprise was moving HP. to Houston. HP little moving. company called HP. See ya, California. Uh, yeah, you see, California takes up to thirteen percent state income tax, where Texas takes zero. Uh, so yeah, that's nice for companies. Please stop moving to Austin, human beings. Guess who else though? Who else? As well, the CEO of Dropbox just bought a house in Austin. There you go. Well, they've had an office here for a while. I got a bunch of friends that work for Dropbox here in Austin. Yeah, but if the CEO's moving there, that means probably bigger footprint in 
Probably. Uh, office space. It's going to be Dropbox for him and pickup box for me as I move to a more affordable place to live. As of September <laughs> of this year, pre the Tesla and Oracle announced moves, Texas had already set an in-state record on company relocations and job creations from company relocations uh, at over 28 companies and over like 9,300 new jobs. You know, this is in, as of September. That you guys uh, are going to smash that record in 2021. Going to smash it. The ultra, smash it. the ultra Absolutely. rich are moving to Texas. The ultra rich are moving at an alarming rate, but it's not just them, guys. Texas ranked number two among states where upper middle class families are moving as well in the past three years. So it's the one percenters all the way to the ten percent. Uh, that are coming to Texas, driving me absolutely insane because I was too stupid to buy five to seven years ago. I'm an idiot. That's yeah, I hope yeah, you like 105 Texas, degree temperatures. That's that it. Texas real estate market Fucks. is on fire, just like the weather, Wes. Yeah, people don't mind. They don't the, get the heat when their home value is just escalating so quickly. Also, it really looks nice right now with the traffic, and you know everyone's at home with COVID, working from home. But when these fuckers come here. And that all lifts traffic is going to be something else. Yeah, you guys are dealing with it. When I, I knew when yeah, Joe Bubba, Rogan did you, moved did there. Did you flash those uh, traffic pictures? That's what it's going to look like uh, right yes. there. Well, I mean, the traffic's yeah. been bad in Austin there it for is. a decade. And yeah, but it's going to be real bad. You know who's going to be having a good time, Wes? These mm. people. You get the picture of these people. Realtors. Realtors. Yeah. Realtors. Realtors will be having a great time. The, I'll tell you who else is having a great time. Joe Rogan out in the country bringing all the people into Austin, into your city. And he's just out there. He's downtown, bro. Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah, he's on Lake Austin in that one part of Lake Austin where, like, it's just per- it's five minutes to downtown. I thought he was out in the country. Nah, man. Oh, hey. you guys are fu- you guys are so fucked. Quick plug: my uh, lady just became a real estate agent. So if you're looking for a house in Austin, give me a shout. There you <laughs> go. It's good news for her. If you're yeah. one of the thousands of people moving, uh, being forced to move, Ten th- your, tens your, of thousands get you yeah. taken care of. Wow. All right. Well, uh, that's good for you, fellas. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess, well, I don't know. Are you, are you all upset about it or is it bad? Yeah. It's terrible. If you want to buy a house, it's terrible. I'm about we, to buy a house and it's terrible, but so it's fucking terrible. That's three terribles. Cause we're all too stupid to have ever you're purchased moving to a New house. Jersey, Beef, you're buying a house. Yeah. I mean, I can't fucking buy a house in New Jersey. That's, that's, that's all like old Austin. It's like, you know, yeah. future Austin. Also. Yeah. Bad news for you guys. West coast real estate's even more expensive. So it's just going to bump you guys up to like those kind of prices. But <laughs> see, I told fellas, you, I told you to gloat. It's time to take it down under, because crikey, uh, we've got some stories here, mates, from our Hardo Hive member, Rick Holt, in, in Australia, from down under. Uh, he sent us uh, terrible news, more terrible news of bird attacks in Australia. I'm not talking about birds like pretty women. I mean birds with wings and beaks and claws, mate. That's the kind of bird I'm talking about out in the bush. You see, uh First up in Lake McQuackie, Australia, a low-flying owl flew straight into the driver's window, colliding with his head and causing him to crash into a second <laughs> driverless vehicle on the side of the road. Incredible. <laughs> you see the images right there. The, the delivery man had his head just smashed by this owl. And the owl, he, you see him, he's gloating. He just, he's, he's sitting on the driver's Why is the owl wheel. in the car? Because like he smashed him. The owl's just like just like lording over his creation of destruction. Look at him. He's drinking the blood is what he's yeah, doing. He is. The owls, mate, they're built different down under, I got to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All, right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the 21-year-old driver of the delivery vehicle, he had his head smashed in by the owl, you see, and then he, he crashed into the other car. 
And then he had to jump out of the car because he, he feared the owl may attack him again. So uh, some residents, some nearby residents, they took him into their care. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and then the, he was safe from there. But then somebody snapped a picture of the owl. So good. Okay. Well done. Love mm-hmm. it. All right. Now, another Australian uh, bird update, a cockfighting ring. Cockfighting. <laughs> You guys like that in America, right? Uh, they found a cockfighting ring in Sydney. Uh, it's been broken up. 71 cocks and 35 human men now in custody. I reckon there's a lot of jam in that cell, boys. All them cocks and all them boys, eh? <laughs> Walking around the cell there. Hey, uh, I reckon. All right. And it also, it turns out uh, that it's not just the state of California, but all of Britain and Australia Totally chock full of Communist Party members from China. Uh, also, they're just placed inside Western companies. A big, a big leak coming out of the Chinese government this week. Uh, big news in Australia. Uh, the fools, the whole lot of us, just being bamboozled by the Chinese, fellas. So left and right, all our Western countries just infiltrated. Uh, thank you again to Australian correspondent Rick Holt for the updates from Down Under. Got my boomerang, <laughs> youtube.com slash hard factor news. Will just has a boomerang. Love nice. it. Nice. Fantastic. That wasn't Will. It was Whale. That was Bruce. <laughs> that was Will Bruce. That's Will Bruce. <laughs> I would have thought Australia would have would, would, would have been like the cockfighting epicenter of the world almost. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me well, too. Who knows what goes on out in the bush? Right. Yeah. 35 guys is a lot. Probably I mean, fighting 30, humans out there. Yeah. 35 dudes. And then, that, but like, that's only two cocks per guy. So, so they're a lot to handle, Will. They require a lot of tension. A lot of water. Remember when Wes said the other day? Two hands. Yeah, I don't want to grow a third dick from the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> you just skipped, skipped over the second wiener. Yeah. Third one's just one too many. That is. Uh, all right, last story of the day, guys. This one comes from Andrew Parker. Thank you, Andrew. So, guys, we all know that the elderly have been cooped up in their nursing homes from the time uh, COVID started. We mentioned they'd be some of the first ones that would be getting this new vaccine, thank goodness, uh, because they could die. Uh, COVID spreads like wildfire in those places, much like it does in prisons or cruise ships. Uh, so it's best just to not visit them. Uh, you play it safe, right? Just leave them alone. Uh, let them be lonely. You know, you can Zoom them. But uh, not one nursing home. One nursing home in um, uh, Mall, Antwerp, Belgium, had had enough of playing it safe and not welcoming visitors from the outside world. Um, and because Christmas is just around the corner, they thought the old men and women at their home could use a visit from uh, Claus um, and his uh, helper, Black Pete. Um so they they hire there's there's some pictures. What? Um, Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the most interesting part of the story. Wait, so Belgium does blackface Christmas? <laughs> they do. They have a guy like named Black on the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, a Dutch tradition in the Netherlands and Belgium um, that goes back to the uh, the slave trading days uh, of the Dutch Dutch slave trade from the 17th century. Santa has a slave helper. Santa has a slave helper. They in call Black Pete, and it's a white guy in blackface. And dressed Whoa. like a jester. Um, what about just? They don't Pete? have many. Do they have many black people in the country, or is that? I think there's that a couple. Not be a thing. I think there's a few. Yeah, um, doesn't sound. It sounds like they make sure not to. Right. <laughs> oh, they got the they got the exaggerated <laughs> lipstick like and everything. Okay, yeah. it's a little awkward. Well, you know, Christmas. the Boers were half English, half Dutch, and those were the people that ran South Africa, and they had apartheid till '93. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, doesn't fall far from the tree, I guess. You know. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so they had Santa. <laughs> what the they had fuck? S- <laughs> yeah, well, uh, 
Well, apparently, you know, the, with, with this year, there's a big crackdown on Black Pete. But judging by these photos, he's going strong. Um, it's, going it's, like, it's, strong. Like the, it's like the Clevelandians that had an awakening in July. Yeah. yeah. Um, After so, running the slave trade for the better part of a, a century. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, the main juice of the story, besides Black Pete and the tough, racism over in tough, Belgium, tough for Black Pete to get work these days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that uh, is that when he went to this uh, Santa Santa Claus and Black Pete went to this nursing home. Um, three days later, there's 150 people in this nursing home. Three days later, Santa tested positive for COVID, and he gave 61 old people and 14 staff are now infected oh, with Corona. So the old love Pete, Black, Black Pete, Pete too. Like, yeah, Black Pete's like, yes, I'm off the hook. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the old Santa. love of Black Face face tradition. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the, they, yeah. What happened was is uh, is <laughs> that once kicking, once kicking the actor playing Black Pete is, is what once Black Pete got in there, the, the mask came off, the the the, the pictures started flying. <laughs> the booing, the booing Black Pete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the traditional yeah. booing of Black Pete. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so they got a little too close to Black Pete and Santa, and now um, only one is expected to survive. Um, it's a it's a Wait, massacre. What? No, I'm just kidding. No, no. Only oh, one I, is no, no, no. I, I misread that. Only one is on oxygen treatment. <laughs> oh um, God! Yeah, the opposite. So, <laughs> they killed the entire nursing home. No, Santa. only one is. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. 149 no. expected to die. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I misread that. Yeah. It's a massacre. Um, no, uh, yeah. Only one is on oxygen treatment. Luckily, so far. But uh, of course, Santa Claus. Does just everyone feels have terrible. their traditional stones to throw at Black Pete? <laughs> <laughs> Does everyone one of the Christmas stones. Yeah. <laughs> that is a crazy. You know, I've got I got some Dutch relatives, right? and they tried to explain that to me one time, but I had never seen like they just explained it to me without the pictures, so it didn't really make the impact. So youtubecom news Check out those pictures. That yeah. was intense. Yeah. yeah so if you want to be on oxygen like that old bat that hates Black Pete, just eat a Lex Luthor at Ike's. Because <laughs> I'm struggling still, guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're trying to get they're they're doing their best to keep Black Pete under wraps. I think over there because really, <laughs> well, yeah, well, it makes from sense. the rest of the world. Google, Google yeah. Black Pete. I don't think they're doing a very good job. Well, I mean, it's all over. The, it's all yeah. There's some high quality pictures out there, Black Pete. But so, what did you think Belgium thought and and the Netherlands when Trudeau's thing came out? They were like, oh my, like they probably thought we were a bunch of pussies, right? Yeah. Like like they're like, how could how could anybody possibly be offended by it? Yeah, it's tradition over there. Um, anyway. That's going to do it for Hard Factor. Again, uh, reiterating what was said at the top of the podcast, we couldn't have done all this without you guys, the Hard Hive. So thank you very much. Um, we'll have some merch coming out. Uh, let's start teasing that in a little bit and uh, get you excited for that little Christmas little Christmas, uh, uh, you know, pump up. Um, but uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. So have a great fucking day. See you later, yeah! Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Flexing and flexing and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, oh what a beautiful sight. So jump in bed and cover your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight.